0: producer Michael Miracle here. And before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to quickly invite you to join the I work for him nation. Being a part of the nation is all about being Jesus in your workplace because you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. So head to our website, iWorkForhim.com, and click on the nation flag. Then prayerfully consider joining the nation. We'd love for you to join us in this workplace movement. Thanks again for listening. Here's today's podcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thank God it's Monday. Have you taken a chance to go out to worklife.org and get your switch kit? Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. No moan Monday. We have put an end to the complaining, the moaning, the dreading of Monday. We're here to celebrate what we learned yesterday in church and apply it to our work on Monday and to recognize that Sunday is all about preparing us for the ministry that God has called us to on Monday. Yes, the ministry. What you do each and every day in your workplace, no matter what you do. It's your ministry. Thanks for tuning into to Our Work for Him today. Whether you're listening to us right here live in Tampa Bay on the radio or on the internet on so many different ways, we are grateful that you're listening. And we're so thankful we pray for you every day. We pray that something we say today would cause you to dig deeper into your faith, into connecting what you heard yesterday. Or maybe you went Saturday night. But connecting what you heard this weekend with what you do in your nine to five. So the question is did you celebrate? Thank God it's Monday. Are you experiencing God's glory in work today? Did you make the switch? Go out to worklife.org and make the switch, get a switch kit, or be prepared to call in today after the bottom of the half hour, get A free switch kit. We've got one to give away on the air today. We need to start celebrating Monday instead of Friday. Romans 12 1 and 2 says this So here's what I want you to do God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to the culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down from its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Today, as always on our No Moan Mondays, we're bringing back Doug Spada with Work Life. Doug, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, happy Monday, Jim. I'm exercising my thank God it's Monday muscle. And and that muscle is a muscle that, you know, gets a little sore because it got so, well, really, most people, it wasn't muscle. It was just a blab of fat. And, and so it. it takes, I mean, you know, we're only four, three weeks into this are we re maybe this is a fourth week. No, no, that's it. the third week. So for three weeks into it, that muscle is just starting to think about getting a little tone.
1: That's right, Jim. It's almost like us uh, going to the gym, right? And so we, uh, we actually start working out and we actually touch that, you know, and start exercising that muscle that we've never really, uh, uh, or not that much exercised. So yeah, it's, uh, it gets a little sore and, you know, it's, it's an actual discipline, you know, so, uh, you know, today, you know, not to say that you or I or, or the people that are listening, we don't have issues and problems and some dreads and stuff, but we just stay focused on who we work for, as you say, uh, and that we work for Jesus Christ and that uh, we're just refusing to, to let the enemy of our soul uh, have Mondays. And so that's, uh, that's what this is about.
0: Well, I like what you say. You know, it's not like we are the poster children for Thank God It's Monday. Well, really, we are. You are, for sure. But it's It's not like we've perfected it, because there were moments today where I was getting stressed out because I, I had stuff I had to accomplish. But I, I woke up, the Lord woke me up at 6.04 this morning and said, hey, I called you. You didn't come. So I jumped out of bed and, and, and got into my closet uh, where I do my prayer time, and, and it was just it was amazing time but it's to celebrate Monday jumping out of bed on a Monday is the toughest thing to do, but also the most rewarding thing to do. It's just cool Mm -hmm. to be able to celebrate. Thank you, God, for sending me out on my mission field today.
1: Yes, exactly. And so, you know, as we talked about before, uh, Jim, you know, Monday, um, for believers, for followers of Christ, should be different, right? So the the whole world, we talked about different attributes of Monday that all of us experience. You know, there's more heart attacks on Monday. There's the highest day of suicide is Monday. Uh, there's more moaning, as we talked about, you know, creating this no-moan Monday. Uh, worker productivity is at its lowest uh, rate on Mondays, as you can imagine, for for especially in the United States, but across the world. So but as believers, this is the day to shine. We, we can actually approach this day differently, and this can be one of the most leveraged, most amazing, impactful days that we have because I don't know about the rest of the listeners, but I know for myself, Jim, listen, how my Monday goes a lot of times sets the course for the rest of my week. So if right. you have a really bad Monday, you let your thinking kind of go in the tank. Uh, sometimes I don't I don't pull my head out of the sand until Thursday. I don't know. What about you, Jim?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if I don't do what I need to do on a Monday, it seems like I spend the entire week until Friday night catching up, and and, yes. and I'm and I'm frustrated and I'm ornery. And Martha's like, you know what? You're ornery. You need to you know, go in the other room kind of thing. <laughs> and, and that's why your switch kit, the, the switch kit, the Monday switch kit is so important for people to be able to experience this transformational process of learning to switch from, thank God it's Friday to thank God it's Monday. And we're going to give away one of those kits later today. But Doug, let's just, just step back for just a second. Knowing that you have long been a thank God it's Monday guy, even though you don't have perfected it yet. How have you seen that impact you and your productivity on Monday? How does it impact you personally, being a thank-God-it's-Monday kind of guy?
1: Yeah, well, um, I think that uh, it's true of any day. Uh, any day that we get up, set our mind on Christ, um, get in that groove with Him, and as we talked about last week, do you remember this, Jim, where we have basically three options in the way that we approach our work with uh, with our Father, Okay. Number one is we can work without Him. That's, that's, a, that's the term we mentioned as a Monday morning atheist, someone who loves God but yet works like He does not exist. Number two, we can work for God. That's a slight adjustment, but sometimes lends itself to performance and duty and trying to please God and man. But uh, the, the way that we and the way that I sort of try to think about work as working with God, right? So he's empowering us. We're using our creativity and, and, and all the, the giftings that God's given us. And we, we are resting in the finished work of Christ accomplishing our mission. So that helps me on Monday, uh, Jim, to actually just set, set my mind. As, as you said, I'm, I'm not perfect at it, but there's a lot of Mondays. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> listen, man, what, you're trying to help people with this, you know. You know how that is, Jim. It's kind of sometimes. Oh, yeah. You probably do don't as I say, like not as I radio. do.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, do as I say, not as I do. It didn't work for us when our parents did it, and it doesn't work for us for, for us telling other people. We're talking today with Doug Spada from Work Life. Get out there to worklife.org. Click on the sign that says Let's make the switch and get yourself a Monday switch kit. Doug, we're talking today about spiritual short circuits. A specific mm-hmm. spiritual short circuit. What is that?
1: And so a short circuit is uh is something that actually knocks us off that actually if you think about a light switch for a second right or a power switch right there's you know we obviously know if you come into a room and you and you flip the switch uh the lights are supposed to go on, but a lot of times uh there's different things that kind of cut that circuit or short circuit as it, that you said uh and cause us to actually either think improperly so In the in the switch kit, we actually have diagnostic tools. Very quick things you can take, like five minute quiz, and you can actually hone in and find your top three issues that actually cause you to switch God off and cause you to have a spiritual you know downer day, you know for uh, for the Lord on Monday.
0: Well, and that's it is the the short circuit thing. I, I love playing with electricity. As long as the circuit breaker's <laughs> off. Uh, but And I have been zapped before. I've also you know, cut into a wire that was live in and it in 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 m- melted my, my splicing tool. But mm-hmm. understanding what a short circuit is and understand that if, if it's not wired correctly, you will eventually burn up. I mean, you will cause a major disaster. And that's really what happens in a lot of Christ followers' lives. Because they're not wired correctly, they don't understand that that we have a high calling, and no matter what our job is, God has us in our mission field. When we have a wrong understanding of that, it it sets us off on the wrong way. Doug, today we're talking about spiritual short circuits, and and the short circuit specifically we're talking about is the belief that only some parts of life are spiritual, That, that the danger is that we can destroy the intentionality that God built into our work life by thinking that yeah, it doesn't. Our spirituality, our faith in Christ, doesn't apply to our work. That's pretty dangerous stuff. Yeah, it is,
1: Jim. And so remember, we talked about the fact that uh, that work is actually a spiritual act of, of of worship. Most people would never think of that. You go to church, right? You do your thing, and then you're at work and you're just grinding it out. But that actual work, you know, even without you sharing with somebody, or whatever your actual work itself brings honor. And glory to God. So sometimes we sort of just live this, uh, this, this bifurcated life. You know, uh, one way we, we speak of that, Jim, has nothing to do with the, with the uh, medical condition, but it's spiritual schizophrenia where we actually, you know, we take on a different almost uh, pseudo-personality, right? We live one way in this environment, and we live another way in this other environment. So, yeah, that is very devastating to, uh, to our impact for Christ in the workplace.
0: Well, and, and it, I, I was guilty. I mean, I, I lived 20 years in my workplace not really understanding that my faith should be impacting everything about me. That when I gave my life to Christ, everything, everything about me should be changing. Yet I'd never heard it anywhere. Uh, until mm-hmm. I got uh, until I got exposed to my idea that my faith and my work connected from an, uh, an Oz Hillman uh, daily devotional. Hey, you know, and, and because of what we've been talking about, and because we've been talking about I work for him, I and what that really means that it, no matter what we do, Martha and I just did a major update to our website and made sure that all of the pictures don't just display business people; that it's all different walks of life, all different works of life. People mm-hmm. exp- uh, put out there. It was a big thing for us to do that because we. we that's just an understanding that has grown in us but you've got a special young lady joining us on the air today why don't you introduce our guest calling in today
1: yes jim i uh, i'm happy to introduce uh my wife she's she's a workplace hero uh, to me because she doesn't just talk about it she actually goes and lives it out as you said as a health professional for the last decades and so there's two things they sort of uh, describe the way that she approaches work and what I've seen sort of just from my vantage point, and that is love and excellence. You have to do your work in an excellent manner and then learning to actually love your coworkers, which is no small thing. So Tricia has uh, uh, an RN degree. She's a health coach. She's a case manager at Children's Hospital. And so uh, Tricia, welcome. And uh, it's great
0: to have you here, honey.
2: Hello. Thank you so much, Jim and Doug. It's an honor to be a part of this.
0: Well, and and, Tricia, it's a thrill for me. You know, we've gotten to know Doug over the last several, almost half a year, but you always know behind, behind every man who's got a role like Doug has, there's always a phenomenal woman. There's always a, uh. a remarkably godly woman who's holding up uh, the man in his ministry. But Doug talks about you, like he just said right now, you're a workplace hero. Every time he talks about you and that I, in the last six months that I've known him, he talks about like my wife, she's incredible. She does all these incredible things at work. You got to meet her someday. So today <laughs> is a chance for you to introduce yourself to the I Work Frame audience. So here's a question. Were you ever, as an RN, were you ever a Monday morning atheist? Oh,
2: absolutely, and sometimes I still am, not that I intentionally do that or have that attitude, Um, but let's face it, when you've had the weekend off and your alarm wakes you up at 5.15 in the morning on Monday morning, it doesn't always feel so good. Sometimes I'd like a, a day off, and I have to check my attitude as I'm driving sometimes an hour and a half down to the hospital.
0: Um, well, and, and, and you guys are in Atlanta and all of a sudden traffic got a whole lot worse in Atlanta for the next 6 to 9 months as if it could get any worse. Did that <laughs> did, did I-85 melting to nothingness impact you guys and your commutes?
2: Thankfully not. Um however, it does as I get closer in that area, it it you know, it does get congested, but we live north thankfully um so not on a daily basis.
0: Mm. So The Monday switch kit that that Work Life has been putting out for a number of years, how has that impacted, how has that mindset, how has that paradigm shift impacted your work?
2: Well, honestly, I think it was sort of just in me from the beginning. I mean, even in childhood childhood. Um, I had a desire to get the neighbor kids together, my friends. There was a church bus that went by, and I would invite people to get on the church bus on Sundays to go to church um, because I wanted to hear about the Lord, and I wanted them to hear about it. Um, and then um, in school, not so much. Um, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. However, in college, I... Um, it was just a natural thing to want to share Christ. Um, one of my good friends that I was in nursing school with in San Diego at the time was a professed atheist and it took ten years of friendship with her and walking it out and just loving on her and loving her for who she was and where she was and Not judging her. Um, and one day it was at a women's retreat that I invited her to that at the very end on that Sunday morning, she bolted out of her seat at an invitation and accepted Christ and just bawling and just thanking me. But really, it was just, it truly was God working through me because it was not, you know, my abilities, but only what Christ put in me um and from then on it was just a natural thing um that I desire to do and I don't I'm not always good at it um I have stressful days at work and in life like everybody
0: um I'm sure we we all do. Hey, we're talking today with Doug Spada from Work Life, and his wife Trisha is joining us today. She's a medical professional. She's an RN. She works at a children's hospital, and we're just getting a perspective from, okay, Doug's wife. It's one thing to say a guy I talk about all the time. Hey, this is what I talk about. But what about a perspective from wife? And as Doug calls Tricia, his wife, a workplace hero. Tricia, you work in the medical field, which is a little bit challenging because it's it's changed mm-hmm. radically in the years that you've been in the medical field. And it's constantly under attack from budgets and budget cuts. It's, yeah. a, it's a field, a rare field, that understands the complexity of the human body and the mm-hmm. impossibility that it all happened by chance. I mean, people, medical professionals very rarely are atheists because they see the complexity and know that there's no way that could happen. How do you use the knowledge that you've been given of God and the complexity of the body that He created to start conversations about God at work? Well,
2: first of all, if, if, if it's a co-worker, for instance, I like to build a relationship. I mean, just as Christ desires us to have a relationship with Him, um, people are no different. And so getting to know them, wanting to know about their lives, um, trying to get on a level to where they feel like you genuinely care about them, because I do. Now, sometimes in the harriedness of the hospital world, it is stressful. It can be busy. There's not always an opportunity for that. Um, However, with my coworkers, if they're sitting beside me, I can't just keep my mouth zipped. About Christ in my life, and so I may even during you know a break have some worship music on. I've asked coworkers, "Do you mind if I listen to a sermon?" Um, in fact, I became to know a woman, a coworker, case manager, who shared an office with me for close to two years. Got to know her on a very deep level, and she was able to share some of the pains in her life. And as a result, um, I just shared my faith, and she grew more and more And just being able to open up. And one day, I found myself and another co-worker praying over her. She accepted Christ as her Savior. I went home, on my way home from work, that same day, evening rather, I stopped by a Christian bookstore, picked up a one-year Bible, wrote in it, and gave it to her the next day. And um, so that's That's how I work. It doesn't always, you know, pan out that way depending on what somebody is, where they are in their walk. Um, It's especially challenging when you are actually working with families. You know, we have parents whose kids are suddenly diagnosed with terminal illness. Right. And their world has just been turned upside down. And again, it's just being able to think about their situation and they have just undergone devastating change and their whole lives are changing in many different ways, especially if they have multiple kids, um, if there's parents who are separated or divorced, transportation issues, financial issues, and then the medical cost on top of it.
0: How often do you get a chance to, to minister to those families whose kids are sick? How often do you get a chance to actually pray with them?
2: You know, it's, um, It doesn't happen as much as I would like, honestly, because I have 35 beds that I'm in charge of. Mm. Um, However, again, before I even enter a room, I may pray under my breath and just ask that the light of Jesus would shine through the situation. Um, And sometimes we have some very tough cases where parents want to take their anger out on whomever walks into the room, and sometimes that's me and being able to understand where they're at and just love them where they are at. And I have been able to pray with some. Um, but again, you know, as I've worked through my issues in my own life, I truly am able to go in non judgmental and just be what Christ wants me to be and who Christ wants me to be, and that's to accept them and to love them where they're at.
0: And it's huge. That, Jesus did such a great job of that. Doug, you sounded like you had a question you want to ask your wife.
1: Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I was just thinking about different um, different practices that Tricia does. You know, like, for example, you know, you just mentioned traffic, you know, and as Tricia, the way she's approaching her work, or even if it's a Monday or any other day, uh, so oftentimes traffic gets pretty stressful. Jim, you talked about, you know, Tampa Bay traffic, right, and the whole spring mm-hmm. break thing, and just, uh can really kind of get on you after a while, right? And Mm -hmm. so um, a lot of times when I'm talking to Tricia, instead of uh, thinking about this traffic as being a pain, she thinks about it as fellowship. You remember that, (laughs) Tricia?
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) What do you mean by that, Tricia? I'm I'm just in fellowship right now, so it's just uh, (laughs) kind
2: of a... Um, You know, Doug and I will often talk in the mornings during my morning commute. He may be dropping off our son at you know, at school or getting him ready in the morning and take a moment and call me, which is nice. It's our way of connecting. And, you know, so that the negative doesn't come in and so that I don't switch God off in my life, I'll often look around at all the people in their cars and I'm like, we are all in this together. And sometimes you can just look at a person's face and think, wow, they look pretty stressed.
0: I um. do. I got to just interrupt you for a second. Tricia, can you hang on past the bottom of the half hour with us? Could you, can you give us another 10 sure. minutes or so? All right. We've got on the line with us Doug Spada from WorkLife. Check him out online at worklife.org. And his wonderful bride, Trisha, who's a medical professional at a children's hospital, she's joining us today with a little bit of her work life testimony. Tricia, I apologize, but the, those breaks always get in the way of great stories. It seems like that happens almost every day. <laughs> you were talking about the amazing perspective you have on the fellowship that you share with two or three hundred thousand people every morning on your way to work.
2: Yes, uh huh. That's right. Yes. So when we're all on the same freeway, headed in different directions, most of us, um, instead of thinking about, oh, this traffic, I will often look around at the people beside me to the right, to the left, depending on which lane I'm in, and look at their faces, you know, possibly they may be going through something traumatic in their lives. Um, Maybe they have an illness, and just think about them and possibly just send over a prayer, you know, to that person. Lord, I don't know what's going on in their lives. You do. Would you just cover them? And if they don't know you, would they come to know you? And would you bring somebody in their life that could speak love, light, and truth into their life and their home? And I will, and I switched it from, oh, the traffic to, wow, we're all in fellowship right now. And we are in this together. We all have different things going on in our lives. And we are, most of us, headed to the workplace. And some of them are in a lot of pain. And oh, looking mm-hmm. at it as this is fellowship and taking looking at it as an opportunity versus mm-hmm. just focusing on self. Mm-hmm.
0: Doug, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody celebrate traffic the way your wife just did. <laughs> I now feel officially guilty for my bad attitude that I expressed all weekend long with the spring break traffic that continues and force here in Florida. Uh, Trisha, I'm, I'm odd. I used to use my, I used to commute an hour and a half to work and I used to use that as prayer time, but I never once thanked the Lord for the traffic. So that, that's a great perspective. And really it's living out Romans 12, two in its entirety. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And that's what you're doing. So you and Doug, Trisha, have been living this work life thing for years, for years and years and years. I know how, you've already expressed how it's impacted your work. Doug's talked about how it's impacted his work. How has this impacted your home, your kids, Mm. and your marriage?
2: Well, I mean, I think any time you change your mindset, your heart changes along with it. I mean, really, it has to be heart change first, um, and then you work on the mind. You know, we're continually taking our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Um, And then God, if we continue to be in relationship with the Lord and allowing Him to work on our hearts, then it becomes more natural to change your mindset. Um, You know, watching Doug walk this out for so many years, you know, when he owned a company back in San Diego, he went from, you know, actually the military, you know, sharing his faith in the military. um, And then when he, finished the Navy service, then he started a company, and he did not let a moment go by without sharing his faith with others in his workplace, and that inspired me. It seemed like our hearts were connected in that arena because it was a natural thing for both of us, and just seeing people come to know the Lord, you know, because Doug shared his love and his testimony as well. Um, and then just, you know, seeing Doug walk it out through this work life, you know, hey, the church, you know, has a mission and we have a big mission in the workplace, whatever that looks like. Being at home, I was a stay at home mom for five years, took a break from my nursing career, you know, and walked it out, walked out my faith, you know, whenever God allowed an opportunity. Um, and Doug also has done it. Our kids, you know, um, we just continue to instill in them. For instance, Brayden, our youngest, who's still at home, Ryan, is grown and out of the home, 21. Brayden is 12 in the sixth grade. And, you know, every morning before he goes to school, I'll say, may the angels protect you. And Brayden, you know, try to serve somebody today. Share the light of Jesus with somebody today. You know, pay attention to what's going on with your classmates. And, um, in fact, he and I were just in the car today. He's on spring break, and I was talking about his heart. And um, he is a handsome young man, and I told him he's so handsome. I said, but you know what, Braden, what's more important is your heart. And if you share the light of Jesus with your friends, that radiates way more than your outwardly look. And mm-hmm. he just smiled. And, um, you know, we, just, we have faults, but we just try to walk out our face the best we can in our home and just instill that, hey, it's not all about you. You know, there are a lot of hurting people in this world, and we have to take notice. And, Doug, uh, it's
0: got it's got to be exciting, Doug, to hear your bride just share those things. And, and honestly, she's just as good on radio as you are, Doug. You know, I know. I'm about ready to just back out and say, Trisha, take it over, you know? <laughs> it's, oh. it's pretty amazing. Doug, Doug, anything that I didn't ask Trisha that I need to ask before we let her go?
1: No, I think uh, I remember something that C.S. Lewis said once, uh, Jim. He said the sense of divine vision must be restored to man's daily work. And I think... I think uh, that kind of encapsulates sort of what Trisha's trying to walk out. And just uh, remember, I'm going to say it again. There's two words, excellence, excellence of your work, because you can't love people and share Christ or in any form if you don't do your work in an excellent manner. If Tricia wasn't at the top of her field and got excellent merits, everybody looked at her as she went beyond the beyond the requirements, everything, uh that opens people to uh to her and her influence and stuff so Tricia does that well but anyway thank you uh well, thank
0: well you i, I, sure I just remembered job. i have one more question for you trisha yeah. sorry that's that's sure. host prerogative <laughs> have you ever done have you ever been able to do a monday switch group taking a group of people through the monday switch
2: that is a very good question. And yeah, I, yeah, I just to...
0: asked it in front of a live audience across the country.
2: I, yes, and the truth is, unfortunately, no. However, I think that's an important thing for us to do and to think about. Um, life has been extremely busy, um, and I do lead a Sunday evening group, but I think it's important, you know, to definitely pass that on and share it. And so you have just challenged me to keep that at the forefront and for us to lead our own group, whether it probably be a home group. Uh, And um, because I know I've heard amazing things for people who've gone through it as a group. And um, rather than just personally reading it, things, you know, when we do things in community, they can have a great impact. So thank you for bringing that up and reminding us of that challenge.
0: Oh, you're very welcome, Tricia Spada. Thanks so much for coming on iWork for Him with us today.
2: Okay, thank you. Thanks. A good day,
0: Doug. It is amazing to hear from your bride that she is just as connected to the vision of work life as you are. That the mm-hmm. two of you that the two of you really share this whole desire to stop the sh- the short circuiting that happens in so many Christ followers' lives. That you guys really believe in what you talk about each and every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. It's, uh, you know, it it would be hard. I think, I think this is true. It's not just about doing work life or whatever. I I think it's true just in life for those of you that are in relationship or, uh, in marriage and stuff that, uh, it's always better to do it together. Right. That's, I mean, that's what God intended. Right. So, uh, uh, Trisha has a completely different skill set, a completely different radar, so to speak. She hears things differently, sees things differently. So she, uh, she often keeps me in check i'm sure uh, martha does that with you you know
0: <laughs> yes and she keeps me in check and then sometimes she has to use uh, she has to check me in order to keep me in check yes all right so let's talk about the short circuit yes.
2: sure. because
0: i think it, and and for me it was that sacred versus secular that i That's had right. been taught in fact i was writing about it in my blog today about the the day that the the sacred versus secular thing really hit full speed in my life was the day I committed my life to full time Christian ministry, I immediately thought that that meant I was going to be someday, I was a teenager at the time, someday I was going to be a pastor, a church worker, a parachurch worker, or a missionary. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Yet that's not at all what it means to be a full time, in full time Christian ministry. Yet mm-hmm. so often we don't hear the truth of that. What is the truth about the sacred versus secular divide?
1: Yeah, I think you read that scripture at the beginning of uh, of the program. You know that you know it's kind of like your entire life. Take every day, right? Your ordinary life. You're sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around, and place it before God as an offering. So it's it's really our entire life. And and Jim, I had that same thing. I I thought when I felt God call. I mean, I started to be able to hear God. I thought for sure I was going to be at least on church staff because here's what happens: we we a lot of us have this segmentation, like you said, and we we also have this ranking. So if we if 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 those of you listening, you would think about, hey, what type of occupation would you think ha- is is more holy or has uh, more honor and and God smiles on it more? You know, you would start to think about you know a missionary you would think about pastors you would think about you know certain types of uh you know i would think healthcare workers things like that but if you go to the other side of the fence and you think about a litigation attorney okay uh, a plumber i don't know you and i could just make a list there jim sure we just don't you know we don't understand that it's the work itself. We all have different giftings and stuff, and I'm not saying that sometimes we can be out of God's will. You know, many people maybe listening are sometimes miserable. Some, you, know, you know, that may have something to do with you and the way you're viewing your work, like we said, and there's a switch that needs to happen of like, wait a second, this is not just about whether work pleases me. Man, I'm here to actually serve and honor uh, the people uh and, and and God mostly. So I think there's uh there there's a there's a whole misunderstanding. I'll I'll leave this with this is that one time you know one time I was at, you know speaking and it's like asking the whole uh crowd that you're speaking to how many of you are in full time Christian ministry?
0: Right. So how many how many
1: of you think raise their hand, Jim?
0: like five people.
1: Yeah, five. You know, so let's say you had a couple hundred people there, about five people raise their hand and say, Hey, I'm in full time Christian and so that, and that's, that's, you're talking Christ followers, sometimes mature Christ followers. And so there is such a disconnect, and this goes back to the following weeks, to understand that, that work was actually created to worship God. And so all of this goes into this, this, uh, this disconnect that we're talking about. This, uh, you know, this short circuit happens because of a, a variety of things, and just to uh, mention this again people can go to worklife.org and take a free Monday switch quiz it'll take 5 minutes and it'll help you see the things it'll it'll shock you it'll surprise you because it will ask you different questions uh, about how you view work how you execute work your uh, you know how you share you know etc you know th- like this you know My work behaviors are free of fear and compulsion concerning situations and people. So you grade yourself, and then the software will spit out your top three propensities for switching God off, i.e. short circuits.
0: And we encourage everybody to go out to the website, worklife.org, worklife.org, and take that assessment. And while you're out there, get a copy of the Switch Kit. All right, Doug, all of us (laughs) on Earth have different gifts, talents, and abilities. That we, None of us get to choose those. We are given those at birth. God, when he formed us in our mother's womb, that's what he designed us with. Some of us will make a huge impact on the world, guys like Billy Graham, guys like Luis Palau, big impact. And others, not so much. Yet you're saying that each of us and our talents are valuable regardless to cultural ranking. This is what you talk about in week four. Why is understanding that important? Why is understanding that God designed us this way? Why is that so important for us embracing our calling and our faith and our work?
1: Yeah, Jim, I think it's, uh, it's critical because you'll, you'll, you'll never, you'll never take advantage and recognize, uh, what God's doing in the very place that you are. Because, uh you know, you know as, as Henry Blackaby says often, that God's already at work. It's our job and role and privilege to actually see where God's moving and join Him. So if you are not settled, meaning you don't view your work as actually worship unto God, and as you said there, it has nothing to do with cultural ranking, it has, has nothing to do with actual, you know, money, uh, you think about Jesus. Jesus worked as what, Jim? He worked as a carpenter, right? Right. For the, you know, until he was 30. And so you think about why Why did our Heavenly Father have Jesus work as a carpenter? You know, I often think it seems like he would be out there doing, you know, practicing miracles, teaching, preaching, doing something. But no, he was actually had a hammer, the, whatever, taking orders, building stuff, dealing with... Uh, the stuff that they had to do there in the, uh, and the workshop and stuff. But, uh, back to what you asked though, it's, it's about obedience, right? It's about obedience. And actually you're right. We, we can't, you know, we can't choose the gifts that God, uh, just, uh, you know, blessed us with and gave us through our DNA and through the way he structured us. And so, uh, yeah, just recognizing where you are and resting in that is very critical. Now, I'm gonna review one more thing here that I think is really, really important. You know, we, we covered it a couple weeks ago. Listen, that God himself is a worker, correct? It says it in the right. Bible. He's a worker. He created us in his image. So we're we're sort of his 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 co workers, right? That's about working with God, not just for him, and definitely not without him. And then God established work before the fall, so work itself is not sin. This is another one of the short circuits, Jim. If you don't get this, right. you go around thinking that you, you just have to put up with a job, get the money, and somehow go do something more spiritual. That is not biblical. It's not the truth. God's a worker. We're created in His image, and that, and we are called to, to work with Him to actually impact culture and be a part of his greater story.
0: And those words are so important. Doug Spada with Work Life. I'm going to close out the show reading the Switch Work Prayer, but I want to say thank you now for being part of the show today and for your incredible kit, the Monday Switch Kit. Go out to worklife.org and get a copy of it. Doug, we'll talk to you again next Monday. Thank you, Jim. All right. This is the switch work prayer. Lord Jesus, as I begin my work, I bring your presence with me. I speak your peace, your grace, and your perfect order into the atmosphere of my work. I acknowledge your lordship over all that will be spoken, thought, decided, and accomplished this day. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your gifts and skills you have deposited in me. I do not take them lightly, but commit to using them responsibly and well. Give me a fresh supply of truth and beauty on which to draw as I do my job today. Bless my creativity, my ideas, my energy, so that even my smallest task may bring you honor. Lord, when I'm confused, guide me. When I'm weary, energize me. Lord, when I'm burned out, infuse me with the light of your Holy Spirit. May the work I do and the way I do it bring life, hope, and courage to all that I come into contact with today. And oh Lord, even in this day's most stressful moments, may I rest in you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. That's right there in the Monday Switch Kit. Get a copy today. Go to worklife.org. Start your Monday revolution now. worklife.org and start the Monday revolution now. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. I learned that my workplace was my mission field, but ultimately, I work for Him.